we did something like right out of high school too. We we um we went and we bought a little Listerine bottle. Yeah. Poured a bunch into the little Listerine bottle to smuggle in, so we could we could have like drinks in there without paying like nine dollars because that's not suspicious at all <laughs> well here's the funny part about it when you pour tarantula into a listerine bottle mm -hmm. it looks just like listerine how about that <laughs> but you get weirder weirder looks when you're pouring listerine into like <laughs> into a cup <laughs> mixing it <laughs> so i'm not sure which is sketchier <laughs> oh. just don't get them confused that's right mm -hmm. but All who right. goes to a concert with a bottle of listerine i know right like how surrey can you get <laughs> This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. I am Rob Minot, and joining me today is Steve Barkley. Hey, yeah. Ryan Flurry. Howdy. And that's it. That's We're it. We're here. We're here. So, Ryan, Rob, you went on vacation last week. I did. Where'd you go? Kootenays. Uh, really? Yep. How, and how was it? Uh, it was good. Did, were you guys camping or? No, we hoteled it and resorted it. Did a hot spring tour. Did you? Do you guys have relatives there? Did we what? Do you have relatives there? No. No, I went up to Kelowna where Linda's uncle is. Helped him winterize his trailer. Uh huh. And then grabbed him and did a road trip. Nice. So, so yeah. you went to some hot springs. We did. Really nice and relaxing. It's beautiful. Ran into some snow. Really? Mm -hmm. Where'd you Already? get snow? Just outside Revelstoke for about five minutes and then coming back from Nakasp up on the Monashi Pass. Mm -hmm. um, between Nakasp and Vernon, I guess, there's the Monashi Pass and it was it was dumping up there. And then coming back from Kelowna, we were going to take the Coquihalla Highway. And about 9 a.m., Linda's uncle called and said that the coke was closed. Ooh. So we had to go through Kamloops. And Not a it, breakfast cereal. That's right. <laughs> when we got through Kamloops, um, down at the highway junction, it tells you, you know, Highway 5, what the status is, and Highway 1, what the status is. And it said the Coquihalla was open, but we thought, well, you know, if we get halfway down there and not turn around and come back, it's a waste of time. So we took Highway 1 home, and it was a good thing we did, because when I checked the news Friday night when we got home, there had been 10 centimeters of fresh snow on the Coke, oh, and they were expecting five more, so... We made the right call. Yeah, no Excellent. kidding. Yep. Very good. Mr. Steve, how was your week? I worked. Working hard. I just worked. That's all I did. Working, yep. working, working. And how was your week, Rob? Uh, my week was good. My week was good. Uh, got, a little, got a little socializing in. Had a friend from out of town come and visit. Went to a uh, Jimmy Buffett concert. Drinking Listerine. Nice. Drinking. That's right. <laughs> no, I was drinking tarantula tequila. 
which just looks like Listerine. Exactly. Well, it might have been in a Listerine bottle, but that's a whole <laughs> different story. But let's just say fins to the left, fins to the right. I think. I think that's. I, I think something like that happened. I don't know. There's a little bit, a little bit of blurriness. Well, when I in called the, you in the evening, when I called you on Saturday, you sounded ill. Yeah, it was Saturday. Was it was not not a good day. I was not moving very fast. But you know, how often does Jimmy Buffett come into town? Right. That's true. So I figured, what the heck? Yep. We should say we have news coming out tomorrow as well. The new Windows 10 Fall Creators update starts rolling out. Oh, is it tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow. No way. Yep. So if you're listening to this on Friday. You missed you it already. It, you missed it. Well, <laughs> you'll get it eventually. But renew your SMA for JAWS because JAWS 2018 should be finalized by the end of October. And you'll want to be current so that you can work with the new Fall Creators update. Oof. Now, are they doing the same thing that they did with the last Creators update, which is rolling it out really slow? Yeah. Because it took me, I, it took it, I think my Windows version took about a month before it updated itself. Yeah, you can either wait for it to come to your system or there'll be an ISO that you can download and install it when it comes out. Now, I, you know, I saw, speaking of updates, I saw a news article about iTunes and how... Apple has provided a rollback version of iTunes so that people can actually use the desktop version of iTunes to, to download and update apps. Yeah, well, when I, when I saw that they were moving the whole app store from iTunes itself, it's like, well, why would you do that? I don't know. You know? That not that weird? There's other things you can do to iTunes to make it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like just scrap it and start again. Well, I know. Let's remove a bunch of functionality from... Yeah. I, 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 Didn't make who's any running sense. iTunes? Like, is it, it... It feels like it's a different company who's running... Who's actually developing the iTunes software. Yeah. Like monkeys or something. Yeah, I, I like to think of those, you know, little yellow minions from, you know. Yeah. Despicable me. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that could very well be the development team for, <laughs> for iTunes. I, I They make the weirdest decisions. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. I, you know, th it, that's exactly what drove me away from Apple products was, was iTunes. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are, are exactly the same. It's just such a ridiculous clunky mm -hmm. piece of software they need to really fix it they really do because they're i mean they no longer have the market share that they used to have where they they almost have a monopoly on smartphones um plant there's plenty of other options in the marketplace now yep yep and i mean i think they're seeing that from the reception that they got from you know the iphone 8 a plus and the 10 um people are like eh. Well, and I think if you look at the iPhone 10, you know, Canadian, it was, I think, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400. Ooh. Who's got that? For yeah, it's crazy. Phone? Like, and same with the Android phones. The new Android Pixels are up there as well. So, you know, that's why it's nice to have them subsidized through your carrier because I don't have that kind of money for to buy a phone outright. Yeah. But more and more, I mean, you... You need to fix your software. Yep. If you want to bring people back into the fold, give them a reason to, and your broken ass <laughs> software isn't helping. Send all hate mail to you. <laughs> I've still got some tarantula tequila in me, so I'm, I'm mean today. Still feisty. <laughs> That's right. It's tequila feisty. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. What are we doing today? Today, we are talking with Peter Tusick, product specialist from Humanware, on a couple of their new products. Hey, excellent. Mm-hmm. That sounds exciting. It should be. We haven't talked to anybody from Humanware before. Nope. Hmm. Long overdue. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of a bit of a bit of a leader in the industry. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. They've they've got some nice innovative product. They continue to, you know, come out with new stuff and develop. Now, have they come out with a new version of the of the Braille Note Touch? Is there a second gen of that yet? No. Is it still first gen? Yeah. I guess it's still. Pretty yeah, it's still, new. it's still first gen. But they've done some software updates mm-hmm. to it. They added KNFB Reader in the last uh, software update. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's still probably the, the leading Android note taker on the market. Um, you know, the Polaris has come out from Hims, but, uh, I haven't seen it really gaining any traction here yet. And we'll be talking to Dave from Hims, I think next week. Yeah. Oh, really? Next week or the week after. Sweet. Now, uh, this is off topic, but I'm just curious. What's the deal with the orbit reader? Has that come out yet? Or is they, are they still not released yet? That's weird. And there's no no word, nothing I can find about it. I've emailed the Orbit research team and have heard nothing back. It's like they've just disappeared. I don't know. What do you make of that? I think they just don't know what to say. You know, they made a promise it was going to be out a year ago. And, you know, I don't know why they're not saying anything, but Peter's calling us. Hey, all right. Okay. We're getting a ding. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. So, Peter, you guys have a couple new products out that we'd like to talk to you about today. The first being um, the new Brilliant 14. Has that product been released yet? Oh, it's a great question. So, the Brilliant 14, um, we had shown at the summer conventions. So, I was at, uh, you know, we were at ACB and NFB and really hyping it up. Uh, we actually had some prototypes there. The product was set to be released later in the summer. And uh, obviously I say was, right? Because uh, it's still kind of not at that point yet. So we we actually had, because we, we when we develop a product, we hold it to you know a, a high set of standards. And if something doesn't work right, no matter what that means, we're not going to put it out. The Brilliant 14, there was an issue that we were experiencing with an internal processor that just wasn't going to to fit the bill. It had to be faster and it had to perform a little better. So as of right now, we're looking at um, sometime by the end of it's October for anyone who's listening seven years from now, um, <laughs> kind of in the middle of somewhere, right? This is uh, 2017. Uh, we, 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 we are looking for the end of this month or the early part of November because we did resolve the issue. It took about a month and a half to figure out. Um, and I'm not smart enough to know what was going on. I, I test the stuff, right? I don't, mm-hmm. uh, I don't build it, but there was an issue in terms of it being able to handle, um, you know, certain braille grades and things and not just for the U S. So when we're developing a product like that, it's gotta be, it really, you know, we want it to work in Sweden just as well as it would in Russian, just as well as it would in, you know, in, in, in the North American market. So, that hopefully is all resolved, and the product will be out um, sooner than later. But again, I, I have no official re- release date. So, if and if you're listening to this in October of 2018, and you still haven't seen the product, there's <laughs> serious problems, right? We're really gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have to relook at the way uh, we announced it. But, you know, it, it will be here sooner than later. So, and, and it's a very very neat product. I'm sure sure you have a 
couple questions on that too but it's it's definitely coming it's not like it's a a new sort of idea in terms of a small braille display we've seen a lot of them before and we will continue to see lots of smaller displays but it offers something very unique in the way that it will synchronize notes in the way it will start to be you know and we'll we'll expand on that as we move forward obviously the goal now is to get it out the door right but will it will it will synchronize notes um to your phone so you don't have to rely on Apple's internal translator to do that. And, and eventually we'll see how that's received and how we can make that, you know, improve moving forward. So how can we add to that functionality as opposed to, you know, right now it'll just be syncing notes. But again, the premise being you could take a note um, directly on the device and it will just automatically show up in the notes app on your phone without having it, you know, needing to be connected as a Braille display per se. Um, to work directly inside the notes app, for instance. So I would take a note in Braille. I was in New York uh, in the middle of nowhere where they did not have Uber or Lyft. And I had to use, um, you know, I had to use taxi, the taxi service. And the the front desk of the hotel gave me the number. I just, you know, took out my Braille display, wrote it down really quick in, you know, in my 14. And I went upstairs later and then that note was then synced to my notes app. So it's the first sort of intelligent Braille display in that regard. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure you have questions and weed out some more answers, but I, it, it's it's neat. It's very neat. So we're so, looking forward to it. I'm sure everyone is, and hopefully, hopefully, you will all see it soon. So, is there support for synchronizing to an Android device? So, as of right now, the support when we launch will be only for iOS. The app is free. Um, it's available in the App Store. Uh, it's been available since June-ish. Um, in terms of, and it's called Brilliant Sync. So Brilliant, B-R-A-I-L-L-I-A-N-T, Sync, S-Y-N-C. And the app will synchronize to, you know, when you launch it, it will ask you, okay, so what type of account are you looking to synchronize? It uses the IMAP protocol to, to synchronize the notes. So whether it's your Gmail account, um, Exchange, uh, you know, it will work with, a, a, you know, a variety of, of accounts in anything that has a notes folder, for instance. So when I sync a note to my Exchange account, it will show up in maybe my Microsoft Outlook app on my phone, um, in the Outlook, you know, in, on my PC, and then also, you know, in, in the Notes app as well. Uh, so, so is the is the Android version coming or? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the the hope would be that it would be coming. We want to make sure we can get it out the door and look at how, how it's being utilized. Um, Android is definitely on the roadmap. There's no reason that it wouldn't be. It's just a matter of, I think, before we start tripping over our feet, we want to make sure we get it out and make sure, sure the stability is there, um, which, which the stability is there. But we really want to see how it's received because it's the first – of its kind, um, you know, and we, we want to make sure it's going to go. I will say, so in terms of Android devices, remember, if if you have, you know, a um, depending on how you're syncing, if you have an, an iPad, for instance, and you also have an Android phone like I do, the notes will show up on your Android phone in your Gmail app, for instance, if you're mm-hmm. syncing through your iPad, if that makes sense. So the iPad is running the Brilliant Sync app. It is then syncing to any device that is connected to that account that you're syncing with. Right. So it could be seven devices, two of which may be Android. But as far as the app itself being an Android app that runs from the Google Play Store, not yet. But uh, but it but it definitely is in the cards. And so, how does it do the syncing? Does it have some sort of internet connection built in, or? That's an awesome question. So it actually is syncing through low energy Bluetooth, which okay. is very, very cool. So it's the same type of Bluetooth connection that you have, say, on the Apple Watch. Um, it's 
with that, in addition to that's how it's syncing, it's always going on in the background, but it's also how the Braille display, the Brilliant 14, will connect as a Braille display to the phone. So you will never... I went from iOS 10.2 to 10.3 to iOS 11 and never had to repair the phone and I never lost the connection, you know, with the Braille display because it's that new low energy Bluetooth that's very, very efficient. And that's what it's using to synchronize the notes as well. So it's the connection will stay for months and months without and we all know for anybody who's used Braille displays the joys of uh, connecting <laughs> and then not being connected and then connecting and then yeah. who knows what and you're not connected, you know, and you're going through hoops. And for somebody who, you know, who's tech savvy, that's fine. And sure, it's annoying. And you're just like, ah, what the hell, you know, but you're, you're, you're bothered by it. But again, for somebody who's deaf blind, what do, what does he or she do? Right? right. If you don't have a good connection, you're, you're just stuck and nobody wants that. So we were, we're, we're using this low energy Bluetooth chip um, for the the Braille display, Braille terminal connection, but also for the, the synchronization in the background. Cool. Now, is that a, a, is that a new technology? That's a good question. I don't think it's a new new technology. It's we're not the first, but I think Apple really started this with that new A. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna way overstep my bounds here, guys. I'd <laughs> Go have to for do it. Some serious, uh, but I think it's that A4 or A1 chip, whatever they're using with, say, the AirPods um, and with okay. the Apple Watch. It's a different type of Bluetooth that's very, very. It's much more stable than the old. Hey, connect your Bluetooth device, and there's lag, and there's you know there's, there's yeah. just different. It's a but I don't think it's necessarily new. I think it's probably a year or more old okay but we're the first it's definitely new for braille displays there's that for sure um no one's really using it and i say that and you know there are some new displays coming that i'm sure will take advantage of of the new technology but we're we're you know we, we put it in the 14 so we'll be the first ones to kind of throw it out there in that regard um and, and really it's all about stability and that's what's awesome i love the fact that you don't have to just repair all the time because it, it that sucked yeah nobody, nobody wants to repair a bunch and, and have them being in the middle of typing and again we know ios updates and kind of throws us curveballs i mean for braille users with ios 11 if you work too fast you just you just don't it just doesn't work and they've kind of addressed that in ios 11.1 with the beta and different things but you know they're they're um they're there's always that that you run that risk as well but it's it's very very stable in terms of its pairing are there plans to transition the rest of the Brilliant line to low energy Bluetooth? Dude, it's like it's like scripted questions, rapid fire. Man. We're professionals awesome. here. I, I can tell, man. Talk about banter, dude. This is great. It is. It's um. So again, depending on how this goes, um, we definitely want to down the road. In addition to seeing how it's received, right, and seeing how how people adopt or adapt, you know, to the to the syncing and things, uh, we we'd love to bring it into a, a different numbered cell braille display. I don't know, and and again, we might receive feedback, but I don't know how many people want to sync their Brilliant 80 to their iPhone, right, using uh, right. using the uh, the Bluetooth feature. But hey, because there's no input keys, so that'd be really funny. But um. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the cards. Just like how can we add more services? How can we make it even better than just notes, right? Maybe somebody someday would say, hey, I want to create a calendar appointment or I want to do something different. And that's kind of in in our in our thought process of, of what can be moving forward. But, again, the goal now is just getting it out there and letting people give us feedback uh, to see kind of how it's, you know, how, how it will be received. Can you uh, pair it to multiple devices? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So we'll do five five Bluetooth and one USB, hmm. um, and then it will go. You know, your Jaws, your your um, NVDA, your you know. I guess if anyone out there is using window eyes, I don't know if you'll have any luck. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's anyone around to add it for you anymore to the drivers, but uh, it'll work with this, you know, with Mac and with iOS and so on. So yes, so five five Bluetooth and then one micro USB. Very cool. And that must be challenging to develop as well these days because, you know, the average person has so many devices. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about all of us. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sitting here at my desk. There's, um, there goes one I now. Have, oh, there we go. I'm sitting at my desk, and I have a, you know, a Mac. I have a Windows PC. I have a couple iPhones, you know, an iPad or two floating yeah. around. That's just kind of how we live. And we know the same thing is true with our keyboards. We don't just use one keyboard anymore. We usually have some sort of multi-channel Bluetooth cool people keyboard, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, that we kind of connect to and, and float through. So I think we will see it becoming really a standard. Um, when new Braille displays come out, the expectation is just like new keyboards. Why would I buy a, a device that's just going to connect to one to one keyboard or something? Right. So, I um, which is great. Um, I love. I think it's a great thing. You know, we've we've seen it now with a with a number of different displays, and um, it's good. The hard part is getting the screen readers, you know, to to add it on time because you'll submit to say Apple or Freedom or wherever. And, you know, when they'll get to it, but it's a matter of when your device comes out versus when their next update comes out with those drivers. So you might release and see, ah, it's not in JAWS yet, but it's coming, you know, and and you just kind of wait for it. And and we've seen that kind of with different Braille displays in the past. So we we, maybe there will, who knows, be a better way to kind of streamline that as well with with the, you know, the different different screen reader uh, manufacturers. And now they're not just screen reader manufacturers. So somebody like Apple I don't know where uh, Braille Display lies on their priority list. Um, I know it's there, but it uh, might not be you know, necessarily at the very top of the list. So it's a matter of just making sure that we can get all that synchronized as well. Yeah, and it must be a lot like trying to hit a moving target when you're, 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 you're following other, you know, other development cycles as well as your own. Yeah, yeah, because you have – think of how many times you know, a screen reader kind of updates throughout the year or how many times uh, – Anything updates, and we want to make sure that when we when we release, that there's not some new crazy right. update coming to iOS or something that will totally break <laughs> break Braille, so that somebody new to it or even somebody old to it says, "Hey, I want to check out this great new Braille display," kind of gets thrown in a circle either because of us um, or because of of what may have happened on the other end as well. So we gotta, you know, it's just it's the beauty of the world we live in. Just like we use apps. I mean, I'm totally blind. I open my phone up to do something, and I'm like, "Oh man, this app doesn't work," right? And it worked great yesterday, or the or vice versa, where something works awesome and it works perfectly. Where a few weeks ago it was just impossible. So it's the it's the joy of the of 2017. Wait till it happens every three days as opposed to every month. <laughs> yeah, right. That's well, the real future. Now, now does Apple like work pretty closely with you guys? Are they are they fairly forthcoming in terms of what they've got planned, and do they give you a bit of a roadmap so you guys know? Yeah, I mean they do, and again, I'm I'm a product specialist, so I'm not on the development side. Um, some of you are, or you guys might know Greg Stilson, yeah, who was our our blindness product manager. Now he's in a big boy, super fancy title. Whoa. He's a director, um, and uh, we we have a, a a new product manager actually coming on board, um, who is who I who is fantastic, um, 
but I know that, you know, Greg works with Apple. Same thing with Google mm-hmm. when we worked with, with Google to make the Braille Note Touch or, you know, working with Google right. on the on the Connect 12. There are relationships that we have with, with those companies so that, yeah, we the last thing we want is to say, hey, we have this new great technology and it's not going to work <laughs> with this when this updates. So right. we definitely try our best to keep everything sort of, uh, you know, in a nice, uh, a nice, a nice, just, you know, fluid, just keep, keep it flowing and work with, with everybody because it's Apple, it's Android. And then, and then, you know, you have your, your jaws and others, NVDA. I mean, we want, we want it to be versatile and, and we need to kind of keep up with them as well. So we try to be as, uh, and they're, they're all very accommodating as well, but we are definitely in touch with, with everybody to make sure that everything will work smoothly. Do you happen to know if the Brilliant 14 driver will be included in the JAWS 2018 update that comes out at the end of the month? Yes, the Brilliant 14 is there. Uh, I have not actually used it myself, so I'm saying it's there because I've been been told it was there. Um, But yeah, it should be in the 2018, which is funny. So remember, that's not JAWS 18 necessarily, (laughs) right? right. We're in a new numbering scheme. Yeah. So... So Jaws 2018, yeah, we'll be there, and I um, I'm I'm looking forward to Jaws 2018 as well because there are some some just some good things in terms of edge support and you know just other stuff that that we're looking forward to and and like just like with 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 the Brilliant and with the Notes app and everything is a work in progress. Yeah. As soon as we catch up, there will be a whole new who knows what. Exactly. Work. One difference that you will see on the 14 versus other Braille displays is that the, there are no cursor router buttons. Um, hmm. Not that they don't exist; it's that they're touch sensors. So, so like, like there are the Braille pen twelve above touch. each Braille cell, where you will put your finger in the groove, and it will route the cursor to that cell, and you can change the sensitivity level of that. Right. So if you're if you're really touching and feeling, and you don't want it to go off, right, because you accidentally touched, you know, you can you can change it to a very you have to push very hard on the sensor for it to route the cursor. So that's one one difference that you will see. So, should we move on to the main event? The main event. Sure, yeah. Ding, Wait, ding, but ding. Before we do, yep. Um, I'm talking to you guys in Vancouver, and I just had to ask: is 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 Markstrom going to be sticking around, or are you, are you following that stuff? Where, what's going on with the goalie goalie situation at the at the GM place over there? Too, pass too, it over to Steve. Too early to tell. Come on, Steve. Come on, man. Cue me in. What's happening? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think you know they they started the uh, season with every intention of him being the uh, the starting goalie. Um, I think they went through the uh, the preseason and had a look at both of them and decided he yeah. was he was he was our guy to start, but you know, proof's in the pudding. And, uh, sure is. Didn't look good against uh, Calgary, but we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. I'm just, you know, I'm just, just rubbing it in. Eyes and move on. Yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> who, who, who's your team, Peter? Yeah. Who, who's your team? Oh, oh, I'm a I've been a Blackhawks fan since I was about three years old. Oh, there so you go. Well, I, I was a Hawks fan back in the the Chris Chelios Blackhawks days. So going back to um, you know to before they were they were good and and when they were even still okay. And then they went through a phase where I would go and sit down with about five thousand other people at the stadium. And now I don't go anymore because it's absolutely impossible. I couldn't go if I won the lottery. It's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, so yeah it's like that everywhere. It's, it's like that here, too. It's too bad. It's really too bad. But I love the game. I have the uh, NHL season uh, you know, TV package, and I, I follow as much hockey as humanly possible. So same with baseball. I mean, I, I love I love it. And um, 
baseball is and, and hockey are right up there with me. So, but I'm a Hawks. I'm a Hawks fan. Yeah, well, well Chicago. Chicago is my uh, season long nemesis. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure you just love that the goal song and all that. All those great memories of Roberto Luongo and, <laughs> and, us, and I'm sure it's such a pleasant thing. Well, I, I, my, my friend Debbie is a huge, huge Hawks fan, and uh, we, we have a, a running bet through the season. Uh, it starts off from the first game of the season where Canucks play the Blackhawks. It's a bottle of wine, yep. and it goes double or nothing from there. And last season, it's a really good thing the Canucks won that last game against Chicago. Yeah, man. Because I, yeah. I was up to a case I owed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, if you're ever in, I'm a betting man, so if you want to, I'm up there, man. We'll, we'll throw it on. You can be inventive. We can, it doesn't have to be wine. It could be... Uh, be whatever you want. We can we can work that out. Alrighty. Go for brilliant fourteen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> brilliant fourteen. <laughs> I don't know if we can go double or nothing. I'll get fired immediately. <laughs> okay, now it's a brilliant awesome. forty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Love it. All right, what the heck were we talking about? We were gonna um, move on to the main event. Oh yeah, yes, the main, the main event. Dum dum dum. So why don't Ready you give us a, give us a little bit of back history on how we came to the new product we're going to announce here? So we we had asked ourselves, and and I say we as though I'm part of that process. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm part of it, but Greg Stilson and, and others have taken a you know a vested um, interest in in what we can do to try and move you know, move, move our product portfolio forward and how can we kind of bring um, our most popular product forward? And that is, you know, are, are you going to announce the product? Is, I mean, sure, does everyone know? Nobody, well, I think people know that the product is coming out around the end of the month. Um, but why don't we lead up to kind of what the product is and why the product exists? So our, our most popular product by far at Humanware uh, is is the Victor Reader Stream, and that is, we have there are just constant jokes of people that, um, you know, at convention or anywhere say, well, I I, I sleep with Victor, I cheat on my, my <laughs> wife or husband every night with Victor, and Victor is just who I have, and you know the the Victor Reader Stream, I I would not have done anything in college had it not been for for my stream personally. I mean I I use an iPhone, I use all sorts of technology, and that product still. Um, for that type of user or for, for the older, newly blind adult or somebody who's new to vision loss or somebody who just, you know, has diabetic neuropathy or just has trouble with touchscreens or with different devices, the Victor Reader stream has been just a, 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 a wonderful product for that group of people, just for consuming content. So for reading books, for um, accessing internet radio, um, for accessing in the states, you know, newspapers and and in other parts of the of the world, Daisy Online, you know, services. AT Banter Podcast. Truly, I'm sorry. AT Banter Podcast. AT Banter Podcast. You know what's funny? On the new product, on the Victor Reader Trek, I have subscribed to the the AT Banter Podcast, and that's how I uh, went about a few weeks ago. I got my. It was the only thing I actually. It's the only thing that I'm subscribed to on Ooh. that device. So uh, you, you guys are the only thing living in that bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Which is awesome. That sounds like my <laughs> real life. Catch up. Like, Man, these guys are on like episode 70 or something. You know? but, um, I need to, I need to catch up, but uh, it, it's um, absolutely, you know, it's given people whom otherwise wouldn't have access to, to 
books or media uh, in that regard because they're not using iPhones. They're not using – and even if they are, somebody like myself, I like to not be bothered by new messages and my fiance yelling at me about who knows what to get from somewhere or not to do or why I'm not where I'm so I don't just all sorts I like to just read right or like right. I don't want the notifications coming up so so what you're saying your avid iPhone users they will use them. so so what you're saying is you like to tune out your fiance and listen to your stream oh. yes that, that's what you're saying. okay that I believe is, that's what he's saying you have yeah. gotten to the bottom of it absolutely <laughs> so we we have always had um, a presence in the, you know, in the GPS realm, um, going all the way back to the product, some, you know, something like the Trekker Maestro, uh, the Trekker mm-hmm. Breeze. There are others, the, the Breeze Plus. There are a lot of different products, and we've been in that space. And again, for your newer, uh, somebody who is newer to vision loss or newer to, you know, maybe, maybe doesn't have smartphones or, you know, we, we, we want to, we, we were seeking to kind of move that product forward as well. What could we do with the GPS solution? And the other advantage of using, you know, or having a GPS product like, like the Trek, uh, you know, and, and the Trekker Breeze and others has been that it is a blindness specific product. So it will not just give you your streets you're at or, you know, your, your, your speed or something, but it's going to tell you your intersection type right? Your address range and the ability to create landmarks has been a huge piece of the puzzle in terms of I'm on a college campus or I'm in a, I'm in a city park. Um, you know, I'm somewhere where there's no streets where uh, apps like blind square or others are great, but it's very difficult to pinpoint those open area sort of, you know, um, the open area landmarks and different things to help with route creation and, and such. So, we, we've taken that product, the Trekker, you know, portfolio, if you will, and the Victor, and we've married them into I, – I had always said I wish the Trekker had a female name because then Victor and somebody could get married, <laughs> right, to make this, this, this brainchild of the Victor Trek, which is a combination of the GPS product um, with all new maps and with the ability, um, you know, to support things like the Galileo um, satellites and and also with the ability down the road to work with indoor navigation we're marrying that with the the victor reader um, in terms of everything everybody knows and loves about the victor reader product with some enhancements as well in terms of bluetooth and that will open many doors and i'm sure we will we have many questions but we're taking both of those products and putting them into one and the product will look and will feel exactly like a victor reader stream just slightly, ever so slightly thicker. Hmm. Nifty. It is lighter. I will say that, <laughs> but it it's uh, it's very very neat. It's um you know we're we're taking we're taking the two and bringing them into. It's like the Spice Girls song. When you edit this, you can play when two become one. Right? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I have that in my collection. Oh, just man. Kidding. Just, I'm not just admitting kidding. that. <laughs> Keep it. But it, it really is something that we're excited about. And it's been a very, it was, it, you know, the pre-orders have been wonderful. The excitement, the buzz is there. and And we're trying to, you know, Again, I use GPS apps on my phone. I'm sure we all do in, in some facet, but it's it's a little bit different in terms of you know the experience. So we we hope that um, people will use you know the GPS product in conjunction with their stream, and and you can 
you can turn off the GPS if you don't want it. You know, you can you can definitely um, it's it's a it's a much improved GPS. We're using the TomTom Tom maps, uh, which are you know which is a, a new map system for us. We are also working with an entire continent. So for anyone who's used a breeze or anything before, uh, you would get four maps at a time, and that could mean you know um, four states or a couple provinces, maybe the Atlantic provinces right where were their own map whereas now you will get the entire north american wow. map meaning all 50 states and canada and, and mexico and and so that's that's a big big departure as well we don't have to just you know mix and match maps and download things and all that and the maps will update via wi-fi as well so that will be a free update process and there will be you know every few months we want to update our, our maps to make sure uh hopefully roads haven't disappeared but maybe some things have shown up and points of interest have changed and so we we're 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 really excited to be bringing both the products into one um we're, we we've seen a lot of excitement you you mentioned uh, uh support for the galileo uh satellites what's the significance of that so the significance it's a it's a great question the if for anybody who's ever been to europe um i am lucky enough to have my 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 father is from Europe, so I, I go quite a bit as a spoiled not tourist, but just to go sit in people's homes who just drink and sit around all day. But um, and and that's because he's from the Appalachians of Europe. But <laughs> for anybody who who has ever been to Europe, you'll you'll notice that when you use GPS products, your triangulation can be very very specific. You will get down to about one foot of accuracy, one one or two feet. In this country, uh, I'm in the states, but the same is true in Canada. Your your you know accuracy is with GPS, and not just for blind people, but for anybody is 15, 30 feet or more, because the the signals from the satellites are scrambled, you know, and so seven to ten percent of the time, it's just they're just scrambled. They're they're not you can't triangulate as precisely. When the Galileo piece comes into play, it'll be you know sometime either in late 2018 or into 2019. The ability will be there for somebody in North America to triangulate down to you know I say the centimeter, but really it's about down to the, the, the foot you know wow. of accuracy, which is tremendous for this type of product because again we want to uh, you know landmark possibly uh, you know a, a bus stop um, or something that's very very specific. I'm sure. For anyone who's totally blind, you've been standing at a bus stop or what you thought was a bus stop, and the bus just comes roaring by you, and you're like 45 feet in the wrong way, and, you know, <laughs> That's just right. like, and you're freezing, and you're just like, oh, God. But, um, you know, this will really improve the accuracy um, in terms of, of, of how you're going to be told where you are and and just knowing exactly where you may be. And it's gotten pretty – it's gotten very good, but still, that 15 to 30 feet – um, you know, and you're still going to use your own, your orientation and mobility skills, but it's just that much more efficient. Yeah. It's always seemed to me that, that, that was the real limitation of, of GPS products and technology in the past was just getting it down to that, you know, couple feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we want, obviously this is no sort of replacement product for your cane skills or your dog skills, your travel skills, but you're right. I mean, it's, you're close, but sometimes there's nobody around to ask. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you know, you, you know, you're close, but you're just, you're just, you're just not there, you know, and, and, um, it, it can make a big difference, especially for somebody who's new to this sort of technology. And they'll say, well, the, the damn thing told me I was here and I'm 
40 feet away. I don't want to use it, you know? And so we, we really want, uh, we want to, you know, to, to take advantage of that because it has been okayed by, by, um, you know, by, by, by Congress and, and it is going to be somewhat of a new standard. And that's about where my knowledge of the Galileo stops because I don't know when it will come in and right. I do know we, we will have full, full support of it. And, and it's very exciting. It's very exciting just in terms of being able to, especially in those open areas, you know, actually drop, think if you really think about it and you know, you could go fishing and you could, you could drop a spot dead on that awesome fishing hole and you could return right to that spot and just be the wow of all of your uh, all your buddies, right? Or, or whatever it is, you're hiking or you're doing something in open area. You're in a city park, and you know that you need to square off with a certain water fountain to find, you know, the opening that'll let you out of that park or whatever it may be. And you can truly drop those landmarks into very specific locations. Nice. So that's that's cool. Now, when you guys were developing this, um, was there was there a demand from the community? Like, was was this a suggestion? This pairing a suggestion from the community, or was this more you guys just kind of looking at the different products and going, "Well, what if we take this and put it with that?" <laughs> or, you know, how how did it come about? This is a direct result of the input we heard from uh, consumers at places like NFB, a convention, or ACB, or just general feedback. People saying, I love my my stream, but, you know, I would like it to, and that's our most common, uh, you know, we have this list. I said it, it's so long. Just, I would like the stream to. One of the most common things we heard was, I want my stream to be, to do more. I want it to be a GPS. I want hmm. to have one device that I might take to read my books on the bus, but also when I get off the bus to know, you know, I'm going to work or, or I want to be in the car. I'm already in the car with my stream and I want to know where we are. And we all know kind of as blind people, it's very important for us to know our surroundings. Um, I always preach and preach and preach about knowing, even starting as little kids, knowing where we are, how do we get home? What are our different, what streets are around us? And just being able to visualize our neighborhoods can help us tremendously later, you know, and just knowing, having that awareness of where we are. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it came from requests, but it also came from, we have this product that, you know, that, that summer people are using and, Again, the general user of the breeze is is um, a, a large amount of, say, veterans here in the states. Same thing in Canada. Um, mm -hmm. When I've worked in the tech support line, I get a lot of calls from people who, you know, they're older, they're losing vision, they but they want to retain that level of independence. They want to walk to buy their, you know, uh, lotto tickets every day, or they want to, whatever it might be, they want to continue living the life they want, and that means independence. And you know, so it, it really was a result of hearing hearing from the consumer um, about and then there are little pieces as well things like bluetooth or you know being able to use um headphones with volume controls and just different things that come from the user as well but we really wanted to move both products forward and we saw this as a great way to kind of do it in a smaller form factor what's your sense of i mean it seems to be a really exciting time in terms of mobility aids um, more and more, a lot of this technology, like wearables, um, yes. you know, um, this new product, uh, it, it, more and more mobility seems to be really being driven forward. Uh, what's your feel on that? I, as somebody who travels every single week uh, for work, I am beyond thrilled with think think about what is the final frontier for us. Um, and I'm not saying that in any way or by any means that we have full access to everything everywhere. But we've gotten to a point where we I can buy a phone from the store and have 
out of the box accessibility. Right. Um, I've gotten to the point where I can go to an ATM machine, certain ones, right, mind you, but I can just plug my headphones in and I can independently take out money or I can independently do so many things. But the final frontier for us is really is is navigation. It's indoor navigation mm-hmm. is truly what I, I always call it the final frontier. Um, but but there's more to it. I mean, mm-hmm. outdoor as well. But I I I think it's phenomenal. And you know the the indoor space we will be able to support the bluetooth beacon technology with with the new victor reader trek obviously that's very fragmented still there's a lot of fragmentation in terms of norms and standards but we will support it and and i think we are starting to see some leveling up with you know working with you know beacons and how they can work and and we will see some advancements where it becomes more readily available um and I just I believe indoor navigation will be something that we can we will see major improvements on as we go through the next decade to the point that I might be able to sit in at the gate and, and say, where's the closest bathroom and actually be able to find it independently um, without having to ask for help or, you know, and and not that I mind doing it, but it's just that is a level of freedom that I still struggle with at the airport every single week. And I think that, I mean, I don't know, I, my impression is that it might even be five years. I mean, the, the beacon technology is is just getting better and better. And I think that, you know, you could even have it down to you'll be able to, to navigate to the produce aisle at the grocery yes. store. You are spot on. And the exciting thing of it, too, in, in my opinion, and, and I believe that it's not just for us. The Bluetooth beacon technology is going to be used by, let's say I'm in a mall and I walk by, um, you know, sunglass hut and as a sighted person and my phone says hey you're going by sunglass hut did you know that you could get buy one get one free over here today you know and and that same beacon can tell me hey this is a sunglass hut uh the door is you know on the left and and you know when you go in there's there's two aisles to your right or whatever it could be yeah but the technology will benefit more than just a blind person and i think that's where it's it, it holds the most significance because it can be used cheaply and efficiently and effectively by mainstream companies to really you know, serve their purpose, but it will serve our purposes as well. Right. At least it has the potential to. And I think that's really, really, really cool. So I, I don't know. We'll see. And again, at, at launch, the, the Bluetooth is there. The beacons will be supported as we move through, you know, moving forward. Um, it won't be at launch. The The indoor navigation piece will not be there, but it will be. It's it's all in the, it's all, it's all ready. It's ready to be, you know, to be kind of activated once we start to again there there is a, still a lot of fragmentation and i yeah. think we are seeing that kind of slip uh you know slip away which is in like like you said I, I i say the next decade but yeah i mean at the rate things move we could be looking at five years or less right. to see some real cool work and i always said it could start with public train stations and airports you know some sort yeah. of facilities to really get the lay of the land and then eventually who knows you might get into some office building that you have to go to for an appointment and you don't have to worry anymore about how to navigate that crazy office building, you know, and, and, and just knowing where you need to go. And I, I think that is just tremendous. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm very, very much excited as a, as a, as a totally blind, you know, adult just to be able to independently cruise around. And, and I have, I travel all the time, all over the place, but, uh, there are still those times where, you know, we, we have to rely on, on our skills and, and we have to really, you know, we have to ask questions and, and, and it, we still will have to do that. We, we should do that to, to promote just our interaction and kind of all those things. But it, it holds some really, really neat possibilities. Yeah, this is going to be a controversial opinion, but I think, you know, I think they build a, a robot guide dog with built in 
daisy player and gps right into it <laughs> can be a therapy robot animal will that have a non will that have a name will it be a male or female name or you're just going to call it like the end all mm, that's, a, that's some, a good some question. real science fiction name <laughs> That's a good question. Victor Reader Mastiff. <laughs> <laughs> the VRM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Victor, the, uh, the, the the robot guide dogs. It's uh, that's a know. whole other topic. I, I, yeah, it's a whole. It's it's controversial. <laughs> Apparently, people don't like it when it you sure when is. you when that's you mention. I'm just, I'm just observing. we have no hold hold no opinion on this no 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 um so if you're on the bus listening to your audiobook will the the trekker part of the stream announce stops as you're going by them it so you can you can turn that off um you can turn off the gps component if if you want to your it's not you know it's not necessarily going to be that i'm trying to listen to my newspaper read my book and i'm being interrupted every single time by a street announcement the way that it will work the victor reader has the current victor reader stream for somebody who's not familiar has two different bookshelves you have the um you know the the internal bookshelf for what's on your sd card you know and, and they're separate so there will be a third bookshelf now that says orientation and that orientation bookshelf is what where you're going to find the gps side of things so this is, you know, it, it will be a separate bookshelf um, and you will move to that bookshelf when you want to take advantage of that content. Yeah. The reason I ask is because sometimes when you're on a bus, the bus announcements volume is turned quite low. So you oh, won't yeah. necessarily hear your bus stop. So if the trekker is actually announcing them as you're you know, going by, I think Absolutely. that would be an asset. So. And it will. Yeah. So in you, you know, it's for somebody who's used a, a breeze or breeze plus, you'll notice that with the Victor Reader Trek, the announcements are, are a little bit earlier, um, which is which is great. So you'll have enough time to really get a sense of where you are because it will detect that you're in a vehicle as opposed to walking because nobody walks. Well, unless you're like a crazy cheetah or something, you don't walk <laughs> at, you know, 20 some miles an hour. So it will identify that and and give you those street crossings much sooner than the than the Breeze Plus did so that you will absolutely. And I've, I've been doing a, I live in the I live in Chicago and I. I live in the middle of the city, and I I am a I am all over on the buses and trains here, and I've been really testing it in those urban environments, and it's been doing very very well. I just had another question for oh, uh, it came back to me. That was quick. Um, is there like a verbosity level setting so you could have it announce a lot of information or less information? So as of right now, it will it will. You know, when you're in a vehicle, it will give you kind of the the verbosity changes to just the streets you're passing. Your your verbosity, you kind of determine that based on. So you're not altering the verbosity settings. You're saying it's going to announce your streets. If you want to know more inner, you know, information about, there is a where am I button that will tell you not only where you are, but what type of intersection you're approaching, um, the streets that you're crossing, what's on your right, what's on your left. So you you invoke that next kind of level, if you will, by looking at your next intersection. If you're just walking, um, it will give you your intersections as you as you approach them. But you're not you're not actually saying I want to filter my announcements into, you know, only streets or only businesses or something like that right bluetooth does it support bluetooth headsets absolutely and not only bluetooth headsets but also the ability to control your so you know if you have the like a, a pair of you know uh headphones that have a volume control your volume up volume down 
you can use those both to control the stream volume or when you're in GPS, you could use, say, that middle button, that play pause button as a where am I, for instance. Oh, cool. Um, so it will, you can use those buttons that may be on your, your, your headphones to control um, you know, your, your device. It will also obviously have you know, a built-in recording. Um, it will come with a very small Bluetooth speaker. Um, that you would put obviously on your shoulder, you know, because we don't we don't want anybody walking around with headphones in. That's just going to defeat the purpose of us doing anything. Right. Um, and so, but you could, have, by all means, if you had something like aftershocks, or you know, you you could absolutely pair those up to keep your ears open and and still walk around. And what is the battery life? So with GPS running, uh, with everything running, so if you have GPS, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth running, your battery life uh, will be somewhere in that eight hour range as you st- uh, six to eight hour range as you start to turn things off so if i have gps off and i have wi-fi and bluetooth off and i'm just using the victor reader portion then i'm up to you know 15 12 13 14 15 hours of battery like anything what you have on will determine kind of what your 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 battery level will be but it will be more than the existing stream um, with everything turned off but with everything on it's going to be considerably less because it will be looking for that gps signal and, and again you can independently turn off i'd say oh i'm i don't i don't need gps right now i'm turning it off and i'm reading my book and maybe i'm doing it on my bluetooth headphones you know and then i would just have bluetooth on or wi-fi or, you know you can turn all of that on and off but with the gps running you're going to be at about six to eight hours and have you guys thought about adding a quick charge feature to the product like like wireless charging yeah you know, it's it's come in. I think part of the reason why we we I know that it's been talked about, and I know that it definitely could be sub you know something on the on the roadmap for future products that we make at Humanware. But I think part of it is you you need the mat. Um, the consumer would do well to to you know would would enjoy that for sure. I know we've talked about it, but I don't know. Again, there's some fragmentation there in terms of what types of quick charge mats we get. And the other thought was, do you do we how do we how do we proceed with that because i i think we'll see as well when we start seeing more of that quick charge will you feel comfortable say at a restaurant putting your phone on a table on a quick charge mat um depending on where you are or at an airport or and so i i think we'll start to see it but not in this product i don't know i don't know when or if we would we would start to put that sort of technology into play but it would be great i mean it's nice to not have to carry around uh, any sorts of usb cords and, mm-hmm. and and all of that and then you know you also eliminate your bumping into something and breaking your your usb port or jack or you know right. so it's definitely something that that would be of of use um if it was kind of deployed in the right way for sure but not on the current product no okay and what's the price going to be the price now you're asking me on the <laughs> at banter canadian you can give us both. The you can give us both. Yeah. We, have, we have a lot. I don't we have a lot of Canadian price. No. <laughs> I could go look it up. I, can, I know. I can tell US, you right now. It's oh. US. It's six ninety nine. Um, if you pre order, it is five ninety nine. I believe, and I can definitely put my research cap on over here and dig it up because I think it's. It's seven seven ninety five. Seven ninety. Oh, look at that! Mm. <laughs> Wasn't going to say it though. So seven ninety five. That's the uh, pre order price, and it'll be going up to nine ninety five uh, once it's uh, done the pre order. Yes. And are there trade ins? 
Not at this time. Okay. At this time, though, you can pre-order um, again for that. If you're if you're in Canada, that seven ninety five price. If you're in the states, the five ninety nine pre-order price, um, which will be good until you know we've been told until the end of the year. So it will it will let you do that. There's no trade in for existing Breeze or Stream customers at this time. And what's the release date? The release date is a great question. So again. This has come down to I, I'm, I'm gonna Greg. Greg is gonna hear this at some point. <laughs> Send me some wild Hi, voicemail or email. No, it's 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 we're targeting the end of the month. We're absolutely targeting the end of the month. Um, I have a beta unit. We have beta units out that are being tested. We are addressing obviously like anything. There are some little pieces that we want to make sure are super stable and working well, which we've 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 crushed a few little bugs and. Um, you know, we're looking at the end of the month, so I would not be surprised if you saw some sort of email from us um, by, you know, October 30th, 31st, that first last week of October, first week of November, that would be announcing that the release was was there. Now, going forward, is this unit going to replace uh, the the just the vanilla Victor Stream, or will there there nope. be a vanilla version? This will continue. This will coexist. The Victor Reader stream is not going anywhere at all. We will continue to update it. Um, we'll continue. There's going to be some big pieces in terms of what we're looking to do with the notes bookshelf. So maybe the ability to name notes, um, the ability to kind of append or work with recordings. There are, there are many features we will continue to bring to the stream. It is not going away at all. So if you are somebody out there who says, well, I don't want GPS and I don't use Bluetooth and you know, I'm, I'm, I love my stream and, uh, I just want to, I want to just stay with Victor. I like, I like Victor the way he is, right. You don't, not that you're judging the new Victor, but you like it. You like the old, Victor, right. Um, by all means, you can continue to, to work with that and we'll still update that as well. And it will be in tandem with, with the Victor reader track. Um, the old, you know, again, if you're somebody who wants Bluetooth or, or wants to eventually take advantage of, you know, the, the Galileo and some of the new mapping and the ability to, you know, work with the, the new Victor Reader truck will have an FM radio. Um, some of that, you know, then then you may look at at that at that piece as well. But it, the, the, the Victor Reader stream second generation is not leaving at all. It will continue to continue to live and breathe and be a happy part of our humanware family. Just uh, hopefully I can come back and talk to you guys at some point. So, Never. You know, no, no, <laughs> no, just get, uh, He's a Blackhawks fan. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. well, uh, I was going to take it really low. But no, no, it's fine. it's okay. You can't you can't knock the Canucks any lower. They're already... I will say I was in Edmonton about a year and a half ago. This is this is pre Connor McDavid. So they had you know Yakupov. They had. Uh, uh, Taylor Hall, they had Nugent Hopkins, they had all these players, and I was doing a video and I was just letting things fly. And the guy was like, look, man, look, man. And I was like, what, what, you know, he's all these number one picks and, and I, I'm ready to swing. But no, I, I am definitely a dirty Blackhawks fan, but I will say in, in, I, I just hope, I hope that, um, we can see at least the Canadian team get get to the cup because that. I'm not saying win the cup. I'm saying get to the cup. I want to see one in there again. It's just been silly. No one's been around. So, but no, I really appreciate your time. Um, you no, know, and we're happy I, to have you on any time, uh, Peter. It's been an absolute delight talking to you. Oh no, thank you so much, and and be in touch. And uh, 
Thank you for making me sound intelligible. <laughs> well, it's hard to do. <laughs> he hasn't done the editing yet, so yeah, we'll see what happens on Friday. We'll, we'll let you know on Friday. <laughs> awesome. um, we, should, well, we should also say anybody who is interested in pre-ordering, where can they do that? So they can come to humanware.ca um, if they're in Canada, because, again, we want you to see the right pricing. Um, Sometimes people would go to humanware.com and it would not their IP address would not be detected and they would be looking at the uh, the US site. So humanware.ca. You can also come to humanware.com if you would like more information. There is a will be a Victor Reader um, the RFAQ page and and you know there's a, under under our support page there'll be an entire page dedicated to the Victor Reader Trek. If you want to call us, um, you can do that as well. One eight hundred seven two two three three nine three um and and you know you can you can talk to somebody if you'd like but definitely the web will will have all that information and look for us at different shows i know um you know we're we're always at various places i've seen steve where have i seen you i've seen you at like uh some oh, different things that, you're there and everywhere uh, all over right i mean yeah. different places i don't know anything just CSUN, I'm, I'm off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, CSUN. And um, we will be at, you know, the Getting in Touch with Literacy Conference coming up, NFB, ACB, um, definitely different AER conferences. We we try to try to get out there um, as much as we can. So please, please reach out and thank you for listening. And thank you for having me, AT Banter. Peter, thanks so much for joining yeah. us. Thanks, guys. Rock and roll. Yeah, Indeed. Right. Thanks so much. Right. Okay, take care, take Peter. Care we'll Peter. talk again. Well, you know. Yes. There's another place people can get that uh, pre-order special. And where is that, Steve? Well, there's this little company I know called Canadian Assistive Technology. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And and if someone were to pick up the phone and dial 1-844-795-8324, they could get in on that pre-order action. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I've got my demo unit on order. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that. It's actually it's a pretty you know I have to admit I was a little skeptical when I first heard about the product because I don't know I just seemed like it seemed like an odd pairing to me like GPS within a a Daisy book player I mean that's weird who's gonna like listen to a Daisy book when they're out and about any GPS but clearly what do I know uh, apparently the the community was clamoring for for something like that. Well, instead of carrying two devices, you've now got the one device, right? So you're listening to your audiobook, then you put that away, you pull out your tracker device, put that away. It's just nice that it's I, an all-in-one now. And I guess that's that's the real appeal to things. Like, just think about the future, and if you could have, like, er, like every device that you need all in one that could just do everything, that's the ideal. Yeah, now they just got to work on battery. Well, it sounds like the battery's pretty good on this. Yeah, I, six hours. Yeah, that's with pretty everything decent. on. Yeah, that's that's okay. Um, you know, smartphone batteries are getting you know bigger and bigger all the time, but I think you know more batteries better, right? And especially if they don't have a quick charge, your battery starts running low. You have to find a wall outlet to plug it in. You, know, you gotta do the same with your phone, but I'd, I'd like to see a, a bigger battery. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, you're so hard to please. Yep. This um is, is this these Galileo satellites what's I don't even know anything about these I, I think if 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 I'm right and and I'd have to google this but I think they're being put up by the European Space Agency Oh okay it's a it's a, it's a different cuz the the current GPS that's being used is is US military Right um but I think this one is uh, is actually built as a consumer network by the Europeans oh, Thank you Europe Well it'd be interesting too once they get the 
beacon technology activated to see how it works with you know your, your new product the right here yeah yeah i mean just think about that if they can if they can make that integration seamless and just so it, you know you're using the, the galileo satellites to get to the mall mm -hmm. and then it just seamlessly switches over to beacon technology within the mall and you can just have a you know the, your transition is just you know invisible well and hopefully it you know it it's an open type standard like because right now ccb i think is doing a pilot project of like 200 stores in toronto using ibeacons so hopefully it's not just one beacon technology over another hopefully it's open and it'll just know which beacon you're in vicinity of yeah hopefully I, you know hopefully they're not proprietary beacons mm -hmm. i mean that's the part of the problem with these emerging technologies is you've got a bunch of different companies doing different things and then it's a it's an arms race to see who gets to the top of the pile but if they can all work together, it, it won't matter. It mm -hmm. won't matter if if one mall has one type of beacon technology and another mall has some different type. If they all can work together. Well, that's the ultimate, right? Because who wants to have 15 different beacon apps on their phone well, or their sure, device, yeah. right? You know, so. well, I think we're starting to see some, um, some gathering around the Wayfinder um, um, standards. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of the beacon companies are starting to standardize around that. And uh, now, what? Sorry, what are those? Those uh, Wayfinder. They're 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 a company that basically just uh, sets uh, sets protocols for beacon technology. Like how okay. are you going? You know how how are we going to use this beacon technology? You know what 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 uh, channels are we going to communicate on, you know, whether it be Bluetooth or what have you. Okay. Um, but uh, um, I know uh, right here supporting that. There's a couple other companies that are supporting that. And we're also seeing, you know, right right he here is working with um, the Blind Square folks right. to make sure that, right. that they can seamlessly um, pass off um, information about each other's uh, beacons. So... You know, I think I think it is starting to get unified to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just slow, yeah. right? Very exciting. It is. Yep. Uh, hey, Ryan, Rob, where can people find us? Well, as usual, they can find us online at www.atbanter.com. They can also email us if they so desire at atbanterpodcast at gmail dot com. How about that? I know, and you know. We're also on this thing called Facebook. Yep. We're also on Twitter. Correct. Uh, we're not on Google. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. That's it. YouTube. I think that's it. YouTube. Oh, YouTube, of course. Yeah. YouTube. Of course, YouTube. We cannot forget our good friends at YouTube. So who have you been? Oh, well, I have been Rob Minow. Really? And yep. Who's this other guy over here? I'm Ryan Flurry. Huh. Well, let's see. There's Ryan. Ryan. There's one oh, more. that must that must mean that, that I'm Steve. Must me. I am Steve Barkley. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. And we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. 
For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.